Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey his command to watch therefore and be ready for you don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming, coming to take us back to that place he's prepared for us. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching today more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. Welcome to the program today. I'm so thankful to be with you. Last week, I began to teach for my new book, Watch Therefore and Be Ready. And as I get ready to go into teaching on that today, I want us to think about something. Down through the centuries, it's always been this way, but more so than ever, people in different cultures impose upon Jesus Christ their own culture. It's kind of like changing Jesus from the historical, authentic person of Jesus of the Bible, the Lord, into one that is more like us. And whether that be in America or in England, or in Africa, or wherever. That's just a real natural thing, and it's, it's a phenomenon. It's something that has happened and is happening now uh, as much or more than ever. And, and, and that's why the teaching from this book will, will so help you in this generation. This is a generation of great deception, and so it is with the person of Jesus. There's so many different ways people think about him that, that con conflict with who he really is. But the true Jesus Christ, he's going to be who he is and do what he said he would do. And we're going to talk about that more on the program today. But first, a word of prayer. Oh, Holy Father, in Messiah Jesus' name, thank you for the true and living God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord Jesus, please bless our viewers today and bless the teaching of your word. We bless your holy name and thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. And, and so, uh, last week, on the show. I talked about the importance of covenant and Bible prophecy. Covenant and Bible prophecy. And, and there's an analogy, we can think of the Lord this way, uh, of a train and a train track. And the train is the Lord, and the track are his covenants. And the train never leaves the track. And what keeps the train on track? Or, or even better said, what tells us where the train is? on its root, Bible prophecy, Bible prophecy, because all of his covenants are kept and fulfilled by Messiah Jesus and fulfilled through Bible prophecy. And last week, I talked about the Abraham covenant. This week, I'm going to talk about the Moses and David covenants. Now, remember, there are Old Testament types and pictures and shadows a way of thinking of it that's, that's a, a kind of a common, common thought is the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed and the New Testament 
is the Old Testament revealed. Here's an example. Uh, Moses was the great deliverer sent by God to rescue the children of Israel from Pharaoh's clutches. And uh, he did so with great and mighty signs and wonders. Pharaoh had the children of Israel in slavery in Egypt. In the same way, humanity, people are born into this world in the slavery of sin. Egypt is a picture of sin. Pharaoh is an Old Testament picture of Satan. So, Messiah Jesus is God's great deliverer. And he's sent to this world with mighty signs and wonders. And the best one, the most powerful one of all, is the cross and resurrection of Messiah Jesus. And through these signs and wonders, through the cross and resurrection, he proclaims to Pharaoh, let my people go and calls people out of the slavery of sin into the freedom and liberty and sonship with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Well, in the book of Exodus, uh, the children of, of Israel accept God's covenant terms that he's going to make through his servant Moses. Moses takes the blood of sacrificed animals. Why? Because God does not only make covenants, he cuts covenants in blood. The word make or made in the Hebrew scriptures comes from the word kirat, which means to cut. Why? This is a picture of the sinless blood of the Lamb, Messiah Jesus, who will be God's sacrifice for the sins of humanity. So in Exodus 24, verses 6 through 8, we see, And Moses took half the blood and put it in basins, and half the blood he sprinkled on the altar. Then he took the blood of the covenant and read in the hearing of the people, and they said, All that the Lord has said we will do and be obedient. Moses took the blood, sprinkled it on the people, and said, This is the blood of the covenant which the Lord has made with you according to all these words. And of course, at the same time, Israel is given the Ten Commandments, which we see in Exodus 20. And and Elohim, God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit in heaven, before Jesus had come to the earth uh, to save us from our sins, Elohim uh, tells of the great blessings that Israel experienced as they keep the Mosaic law. We find this in Deuteronomy 28, beginning in verse 1. And certainly, I'm not going to read all of them, just some of them. Now, it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. And there are many more blessings that are spoken of here all the way down to verse 14. Yet there are even more horrible curses for disobeying the Mosaic law that Israel certainly experienced. And and they're laid out from verses 15 down to the end of the chapter. Uh, Beginning verse 15, here's just a few. 
But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city, and cursed shall you be in the country. Cursed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Cursed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your land, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Cursed shall you be when you come in, and cursed shall you be when you go out. And these curses go all the way down to uh, verse 68, including the curse of Israel being cast out of the promised land to the nations of the world. And this happened in three primary waves that I talk about very clearly in my book, Watch Therefore and Be Ready. Let's take a look at this down in verse 64 uh, and onward. Then the Lord will scatter you among all peoples from one end of the earth to the other, and there you shall serve other gods, which neither you nor your fathers have known, wood and stone. And among those nations you shall find no rest, nor shall the sole of your foot have a resting place. But there the Lord will give you a trembling heart, bailing eyes, and anguish of soul. Your life shall hang in doubt before you. You shall fear day and night and have no assurance of, of life. In the morning you shall say, Oh, that it were evening. And at evening you shall say, Oh, that it were morning because of the fear which terrifies your heart and because of the sight which your eyes see. And, and we see, tragically, this is Bible prophecy that has been fulfilled because the Lord did bless the children of Israel and the nation of Israel when they obeyed his laws, but it was short-lived, and quickly they turned away against him. And after much patience and centuries of their rebellion, the Lord did cast them out uh, to the nations, as I said earlier, in a few different waves, primary waves. Um, but here's the thing. Here's a question. That Israel broke the laws of Moses, and, and, and the, the promises that God made with regard to judgment, have, those things have taken place. Does that somehow negate or void out the seven promises of the Abraham covenant? Why, certainly not. They are in force today, and we will see. Well, just that I'm sitting here in Israel, <laughs> you see uh, I'm, a, I'm a living testimony uh, of the reality of the Abraham covenant. And we're going to talk about um, Bible prophecy fulfilled through the prophets and in the New Testament um, that, that proves the Abraham covenant is certainly in force and active in the earth today. So look at Galatians 3.17 and onward. And this I say that the law, which was 430 years later, cannot annul the covenant that was confirmed before by God in Christ, that it should make the promise of no effect. For if the, if the inheritance of the law is no longer promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. Always remember, Messiah Jesus keeps and fulfills his covenant promises completely and to the letter. And he does so through Bible prophecy. Remember this, that the Moses covenant and the law kept Israel from sending itself into destruction that they might bring forth the Messiah. It's kept the Jewish people as a people all over the world for many centuries. And the Ten Commandments keeps any nation from sending itself into destruction that will honor it. But look what has happened in America as the Ten Commandments have come off the courtroom walls, have come off, uh, come out of the public square, out of the schools. What is America doing now? 
sending itself into destruction. And, and the Mosaic law also shows the sinner, the liar, the thief, uh, the adulterer, the blasphemer, all of us, that we need to be saved by Jesus. Romans 3.20, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. You know, I'm so very thankful for Donald Trump wanting to make America great again. But there's another ruler who's going to make Israel great like never before. We'll see him in the next segment. here with Watch Therefore Ministries, introducing my new book, Watch Therefore and Be Ready. In a generation that is about to be so caught off guard by the events of the fig tree days of Noah generation, know this, it doesn't have to be you. I wrote Watch Therefore and Be Ready to prepare followers of Messiah Jesus to be who they are and to do what they have been set here to do just before the coming of Messiah Jesus. Jesus. And that's why for a donation of any amount to watch their four ministries, blessing Israeli believers poured out for the nations, what we will do is send a copy of watch therefore and be ready. Make sure you mark in your check or on the internet the name of the book watch therefore and be ready to receive your copy. Now like never before, it's time to watch therefore and be ready. I'm so thankful for this powerful and timely Watch Therefore message, where in Matthew 24 and Matthew 25 in the New Testament Gospel, Messiah Jesus tells his disciples to watch therefore and be ready, for we don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming. Certainly the other signs that he spoke of just before that are, are bouncing in the red zone today like never before. And he tells his watch therefore and ready disciples to be the faithful servant. They're watching for the master to come and they're doing what the master commanded. And when they stand before him at the judgment seat of Christ, they will hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. This message is expanding. People are embracing it all over the world with a strong desire to be the faithful servant. And it costs lots of money as the TV program is also expanding into other markets. First, I want to say, if you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please don't send any money into this program. It's our desire that you would receive him as Lord and simply enjoy the program today. But for those of you who would like to lay your treasures up in heaven, this is a great place to do so. And we encourage you to sign up for our monthly newsletters. Uh, you can do so at our watchtherefore.tv website. And when you receive our Blessing Israeli Believers and poured out for the nation's letters, you can know how to pray for and financially sow into uh, this ministry. Blessing Israeli Believers is our To the Jew First ministry. As Romans 1.16 says, the gospel and discipleship is to the Jew first. John McTernan, our co-founding Blessing Israeli Believers partner and I, uh, are so excited about this ministry in Israel. And then our Poured Out for the Nations, To the Nations ministry where the Watch Therefore message is also proclaimed and being embraced so widely. And it, it's expanding. It, it's so exciting as we're in this generation that we'll see King Jesus come in the clouds because the signs that he spoke of in Matthew 24 and other places are bouncing in the red zones like never before. King Jesus is coming and we need to get ready. There, <laughs> there's not a better way to do so 
than understanding and embracing the watch therefore message. So remember, now like never before, watch therefore and be ready. King Jesus is coming. to watch therefore and what a great opportunity and and privilege it is to share with you the great king of the David covenant and here's where we'll start Uh, one day in the town of Jericho there was great tumult and chaos and uh, much of the controversy of that time surrounded the man who was walking up the street in Jericho with a great multitude. And um, some believed he was this, some believed he was that, some believed he was good, some believed he was evil. But there certainly was one man who knew exactly who he was. So in Mark chapter 10, beginning in verse 46, we see, now they came to Jericho as he went out of Jericho with his disciples in a great multitude Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And and though the, the physical eyes in the head of this man Bartimaeus were without sight, the eyes of his soul were crying out, And by the Holy Spirit of the living God, he was getting the revelation of who could heal him, this Jesus of Nazareth. And and why does he call him the son of David? Well, simply because Bartimaeus understood the David covenant. Let's look at it in 2 Samuel chapter 7, beginning in verse 12. When your days are fulfilled... And when you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you who will come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. The prophet Nathan comes to King David with this proclamation that a physical descendant will come from King David who will sit on David's throne And his kingdom will be eternal. Oh, hallelujah. And we see here that when his kingdom is fully established, he will build a temple, a glorious temple, such as the world has never seen. And we know from the scriptures he will build it on what is called the Temple Mount today. Well, actually, in that region, which I'll discuss in just a moment. So Bartimaeus, though blind in his eyes, can see with his spirit, this Jesus of Nazareth is the son of David. And we see in Matthew chapter 1 and Luke chapter 3, we see that his mother Miriam, translated Mary into English Bibles, that she uh, was from the lineage of King David. And even Joseph, our Lord Jesus' earthly legal father, though certainly not his actual father because his father is none other than the great almighty God the Father. But Joseph's lineage also goes right back to King David. 
And, and, and so this Jesus of Nazareth, the son of David, he is going to return. Of course, we know he went to the cross for our sins. He was buried on the third day. Hallelujah. He rose from the grave. He ascended to our father in heaven. But we know that one day he will return to Jerusalem and he will build a glorious new temple. Now, see the warning today, like never before, see the warning today to the nations of the world in Psalm chapter 2. Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, which in Hebrew is Mashiach. It's where we get the word Messiah, which in Greek is Christos and English is Christ. Against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his great displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. I will de declare the decree. The Lord has said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. See, this begotten son of God, who is the son of David, sitting on his throne in Jerusalem. Oh, hallelujah. Now Psalm 2, beginning verse 8. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, Blessed are all those who put their trust in him. This is Jesus Christ, God the Son, the only begotten Son of God, who is the Son of David, sitting on his throne in this glorious new temple in Jerusalem. Now listen, some teach that he's going to walk through the current eastern gate of the walls that surround Jerusalem today. Uh, when he returns. No, no, no. There's going to be a, a temple that the anti in Jerusalem, the Antichrist will walk into and declare himself to be God as he betrays the Jewish people uh, in, in the middle of the tribulation. You find that in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. No, there's going to be a great earthquake that we see in Zechariah 14 when King Jesus' feet touch that Mount of Olives to come against the enemies who are surrounding and, and moving in against Jerusalem to destroy the Jewish people. And at that time, there's going to be a huge earthquake. And more than likely, what is called the Temple Mount today and the buildings on it will fall into a chasm created by that earthquake. Now, the Lord is going to raise up Mount Zion to be the tallest mountain in the world, Isaiah uh, chapter 2. And it's there that he will have this glorious new temple that he will build. Now, look at him coming into his temple in Ezekiel chapter 43. Verse 1, afterward, he brought me to the gate, the gate that faces toward the east, and behold, the glory of the God of Israel came from the way of the east. His voice was like the sound of many waters, and the earth shone with his glory. It was like the appearance of the vision which I saw, like the vision which I saw when I came to destroy the city. The visions were like the visions which I saw by the river Kabar. And I fell on my face, and the glory of the Lord came into the, temp into the temple by way of the gate which faces toward the east. The Spirit lifted me up and brought me into the inner court. And behold, the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Folks, this is none other than our great glorified Messiah, Jesus, 
He is the son of David. And this is what it will look like after we go up with him to that place he's prepared for us. And we come back to reign with him. He's going to step into this glorious new temple that he's built and sit on the throne of David. Well, in the Bible, not only is he called the son of David, but he's also called the son of man. And he tells us in the Gospels, for example, in Matthew 24, he says, watch therefore, for you don't know the day or hour the son of man is coming. And he also tells us to be ready, to be ready for him to come for us in the clouds, in the rapture, to catch us up and take us to that place he's prepared for us that I spoke about a moment ago. Are you truly ready? Are you watching for him to come? Does your life reflect that you're preparing for his coming? Have you tr truly received Jesus as Savior and Lord? Remember, Billy Graham, the great evangelist who's now with the Lord, said that the greatest mission field today in America is the church in America. And he was speaking specifically about his denomination, but it's true for all the denominations. So many profess to believe in Messiah Jesus, but do not possess the spirit of the living God that comes from receiving him, Jesus as Lord. And, and because you say, well, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe he rose again. I, I, I believe he's coming back one day. Well, the devil believes that but the devil will never repent of his sins, change his mind about his sins and the direction of his life to deny himself, take up his cross and follow Jesus. And we don't want faith like the devil because we know where he's going. No, there's a real place called hell. We've sinned against God and he doesn't want us to go to this place, but people who have not received him as savior and Lord certainly will. This is the justice of God that was poured out on Messiah Jesus for our sins. That if we believe in him, put our faith in him, he will put his spirit in us to save us. Have you truly done that? Well, I go to church. Well, I have a Bible. Well, I give money. Well, I watch Christian programming. Praise God for all that, but it won't get you to heaven. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, cry out to him with me. Oh, Jesus, Lord, save me. I want to repent of my sins. I want to turn away from my way and go your way. Forgive me and give me new life in Messiah Jesus. Baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Change me, oh Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Maybe you're doing that today and you're receiving Jesus as Lord now. Look at the contact information on our screen. We would love to send you some information, uh, a brochure specifically that says how to begin my new life in Messiah, how to begin my new life in Christ. Oh, Father, Messiah Jesus' name, please bless all of our viewers today. And may this time we spent together help us to watch their form be ready. In Messiah Jesus' name we ask you, amen. And remember to do just that. Watch Therefore and be ready. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R. I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. 
You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again. Our conquering king on that day. His sword will go forth to take back and restore.